This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Parshas Vayetze Tavshin Pei. This is the Parsha the Shvatim are born. Yaakov marries Rachel and Leah. And in the end, towards the end of Perich of Tess, Pasig Laman Aleph, right after Yaakov marries Rachel and Leah, or Leah and Rachel, the Yarashem Kisnu Leah. Shem saw that Leah felt hated. But Yiftach is Rachma. And he opened her womb. But Rachel Akara and Rachel remained on Akara. And Leah starts to have children, one after another. When she has four children, Pazit tells us when, Ra- when Rachel sees that, that she's not having children, in the beginning of Paraglamet, of Paraglamet but the Kana Rachel Bachaisa, Rachel was jealous of her sister. Rachel, Rachel Imena was jealous. So Rashi explains, Kina of Rachel was jealous of Leah's good deeds, thinking to herself, If she wasn't a bigger tzedekah than me, she wouldn't have children. <clears throat> In other words, Leah was the one who was different. Sarah didn't have children right away. Rivka didn't have children right away. I, Rachel, not having children right away. What did Leah do different? What is Leah doing that she's able to have children? We know the Gemara tells us, the Gemara in Yivamis and Samach Dalet Amad Aleph, it's also in Chulin on Samach Amad Beis. The Gemara tells us that Hashem HaKadosh Baruch Hu loves the Tfilahs of Tzadikim. And because He loves the Tfilahs of Tzadikim, He pushes them to Davin. And therefore, Sar didn't have children right away, and therefore Rivka didn't have children right away. And that's why Rachel wasn't having children right away, because Hashem loves the Tfilahs of Tzadikim. Now this is a little difficult to understand. If you love somebody, you don't go and cause them pain. If Hashem has a special love for tzaddikim, if Hashem loves Rivka so much, why did He withhold children from her? If Hashem loved her so much, He should have given her children right away. And there are many truths to this kasha. But I always think of a friend, a friend of mine, an acquaintance, who for years wanted to run the New York City Marathon. Now, does anybody know how long the New York City Marathon is? Very good. Okay, a little more than 26 miles. It's actually 26.219 miles. You really need to train for that. You can't just wake up in the morning and say, yeah, I'm going to run the marathon. So this fellow began training. And he worked very hard. He went running every day. And every day he managed to increase it. And he would come home and his wife would say, no, how far did you get today? Today I got two miles. And a week later I got three miles. And two weeks later, he's up to five miles, and finally six miles. And after a few months, he hits nine miles. And every day he would come home, and his wife would say, No, why'd you run today? And he says, Again, nine miles. I think I reached a plateau. It's a few weeks already, and I'm running and I'm running, and I, I can't get above nine miles. And his wife would encourage him, and he kept at it, and working and working. And he still never got more than nine. He could have run more than nine miles. Maybe my body can't do it. One day he was running, and he's, he, he knows his landmarks, and he's getting close to his nine-mile mark, and he says, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to push myself. And he's getting close to the nine-mile mark. He didn't have the strength, and he starts stopping, and he finally stops. And right when he stops, he hears a loud noise behind him. And he turns around, and he sees this big German shepherd dog chasing right at him. He got so frightened, he rips off, he starts running. And now he's running and running. 
Well, it seems like the dog was also training for the Olympics because the dog was chasing him and chasing him and he's running and running. Finally, the dog had enough and the dog walks away. And this fellow, as soon as he sees the dog walk away, he stops and he collapses. It took him about 20 minutes to get his breath back. He makes his way home and he comes inside and his wife says, notice how to go today? He says, today? Today I ran 11 miles. She says, whoa, how did you get from 9 to 11 so fast? He said, well, I was motivated. And he told her about the dog. Now, nobody would want to know that beforehand. If he was getting up in the morning and somebody would say, hey, I got a great idea how you can run more today in the marathon. <clears throat> You'll run as much as you can and then I'll get this dog. It's a really angry dog to chase you. Nobody would say yes. But how many miles do you think he ran the next day? Right. The next day he ran 11 miles and he took it from there because he was able to do it. But if that dog wasn't chasing him, he would never have done it. And that's what it means when Hashem says he loves the tefillahs of tzaddikim. Because when Hashem looks at a tzaddik, and the tzaddik is so close to Hashem, has such a beautiful relationship to Hashem, the tzaddik, the Hashem says, I know you can do more. We can be even closer. And Hashem gives the tzaddikim the ability to get even closer to Hashem. And that's why Hashem withheld children from Sarah and from Rivka and from Rachel. Because He wanted to be so close to them. But that leaves us with one question. Leah was also a tzaddikim. If Leah was a tzaddikus, why did Hashem want her to go closer to him? Why did Hashem want to have a closer relationship to Leah as well? And to that we can say, that we know it says, Eina Leah Rakes. The eyes of Leah were soft, which means she was always crying. Why was she crying? She was davening not to marry Esau. And says the Gemara, look how powerful Tefillah is. Not only did she not marry Esau, but she got to marry Yaakov. And not only did she get to marry Yaakov, but she got to marry Yaakov before Rachel did. Because she was davening, like her life counted on it. Like her life depended on it. And therefore, tools were answered. And that's why she was able to have a child right away. Because she was already very close to Hashem. She was such a tzaddikah, she was so close to Hashem from all those years of davening, that there was no need to withhold children from her. And therefore, she had a child right away. That's such an important lesson from us. You know, David Amel says, I need tefillah. I am tefillah? Not only I am tefillah, I daven. Not I am tefillah. And that's the lesson David Amel is teaching us, and the lesson we learn from here. A person shouldn't be someone who davens. A person should be a davener. We should be a need tefillah. The purpose of tefillah is to strengthen our relationship with Hashem. And the more we daven, the more we look to Hashem, the more of a relationship we can have with Hashem. Have a wonderful Shabbos. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.